Exploring the vast worlds of He-Man and She-Ra, join Sean Scavarna and Matthew Duke as they discuss the history and mystery of Eternia and Etheria, diving deep into all incarnations of Masters of the Universe. Hey, hey, you know who's back? It's the Legends of Grayskull Podcast. Now that you know, let's go get ready for the show. It's the Legends of Grayskull Podcast. Sit back and enjoy the ride. Right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 106 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history, the mystery, and magic and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theory, and Order, Primus, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Labor of UK Annals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power! That Mattel logo down the corner. I'm Matthew Duch, here again with Sean Scavarna. Sean, how are we doing today? I am well. <laughs> I'm Groot. No, sorry. No. <laughs> I'm well. How are you, man? <laughs> I am good. I actually finally saw uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So, yeah. Did the rail or get us on a huge tangent, but uh, it was enjoyable. So, I, I will say, I think Guardians has the best. No, I will say, I will say it confidently. Guardians has the best self-contained series, if that makes sense. I I will agree with you on that. Um, you don't need you don't need any of the tie-ins. You don't yeah. need any of the crossovers. One, two, three, boom! Iron Man couldn't do it. Captain America couldn't do it. Thor had some bumps, but like Guardians one through three, it's its own series. Amazing. Yeah. Honestly, even the, I mean, even if you want to look at Avengers, like Avengers doesn't work at all without everything else. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, that's the crossover event movie. Yeah. If you actually just look at Avengers, like as a series of Avengers movies, like, no, I'm, you can't do it. Nope. Gu- Guardians has the best uh, series of movies in the MCU. No. I agree. Uh, and, uh, for, for my money, what blew my mind the most was how seamless it felt to go back to that franchise after, uh, I mean, Volume 2 was out in, what, 2016, 2017, if I remember right? Well, before Endgame and all that, everything. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, like, we, we have seen the guardians cast in uh infinity war and Endgame, and they even did the holiday special and stuff mm-hmm. but it blew my mind how I, I like sitting down to watch three i was like i really feel like they didn't miss a beat reminding you how it feels to be here and you yeah. felt like you're just a part of the crew in the third one almost like you're just one of the people hanging out nowhere with them now yeah. you know and you're getting to see it at the the daily routine and all that yeah and they get they got to full guardians they got nowhere they got cosmo yeah like yeah you know and uh it's just it's just i'm also thinking like i mean we've talked at length on off world and here about you know the problems of phase four and marvel's kind of lack of direction and thinking about it now guardians is one of those that 
I mean, we know the blip was universal, but yep. with them being off Earth, like they mm-hmm. don't have to be caught up in all that, and they can just move mm-hmm. on because they are the group of misfits anyway. Like they're, you know, they just they they're not gonna concern. They can barely get a a nowhere running. You know, yeah, so they're yeah. not worried about the geopolitical stuff, which is really what's bogged me down on a lot of yeah. it in Phase Four. Absolutely. I, I agree because number one, he, like I know with uh, our uh, off-world co-host Jesse, he anytime that anything would say the blip, yeah, it made him cringe visibly every time because he hates that term for the snap or whatever you want to call it uh, in Infinity War. And um, it, it was like, well, you know, they basically, like they had that summation that Chris... Pratt does in the elevator when they're in that world that's basically like a giant organic body or whatever the deal Mm -hmm. is. And he he just sums it all up there. He's like, and then she came back and she's a dick and all that stuff. But I like I like that the way he summed it up was kind of like, that's all you need. And then just pick it up and keep going. Don't just keep going back to that moment as we need to always go back to this and we're tethered to it for the rest of eternity. Yeah. But, yeah, that's about the only thing is obviously Gamora's death was the big point outside yeah. of their own movies. But like you said, between their explanation here and the holiday special, I think even if you had skipped, you would have at least been caught up. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, honestly, I really liked, I really liked that whole uh, Quill Gamora dynamic and how like it's it would have been so easy by the end of that movie for Gamora to become the Gamora that we had because she's already done that transformation once. Um, I guess slight spoilers uh, if you haven't seen it yet, but, but they don't, they don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's that whole thing we've talked about like nature versus nurture and all that. Like she's missed out on these experiences so she can never truly be that Gamora again. You yeah. know, she might become, you know, more like her, less like her. But, you know, every choice you take defines who you are right now. And with her missing out on all that, it's not going to happen. And Quill coming to the realization of that was fabulous. Like, just that whole relationship, the way they handled it, and where the two characters got to by the end, I was like, well done. Because that would have been so easy to just be like, and at the end, they're in love again. Mm-hmm. And they, well, they they took it where it should go instead of where it needed to or was easier to go. That 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 was uh, that was something I wanted to bring up too. Is um, I love I, I applaud James Gunn for doing that when it ended and I, I saw it in the theater. I actually was smiling a lot because mm-hmm. I really was hoping they wouldn't fall for that. And I feel like James Gunn is a better writer and director than just going the cliche of oh well now she falls in love with him because and and he never once went there and you can see sparks of her uh, like you can see sparks of the old her coming out in this version of her but it was not enough to even remotely all of a sudden we're gonna hurl through all this other stuff to get there but the other thing too i'm one of these people that when the first guardians movie hit i was really like impressed that Chris Pratt was doing a role like this because mm-hmm. up until that moment 
he's either the dick usually, or he's the sidekick, yep. or he's Andy on Parks and Rec, which granted Andy is yep. one of my favorite characters on Parks and Rec. Who started as the dick and became the lovable sidekick exactly. because everybody liked Chris Pratt so much. Like yeah, he, he, he had He this. wasn't supposed to be on that show beyond first season. He was supposed to be the dick boyfriend yeah. who she dumps by the end of the first season and that's it. But they mm -hmm. loved Chris Pratt so much that they grew him there and made him a, a long-term part of the show. Absolutely. And and he he was one of my absolute favorite characters next to Ron Swanson, honestly. Yeah. Like, the two of them, uh, every time they were on the screen, there was always something. Like, I still love that one moment where uh, Leslie gets sick. And he goes, <laughs> I looked it up online, and it says you might have network connectivity issues. <laughs> it's one of my favorite that moments. That was that was improv too. It was improv. He made that up on the. He was supposed to say something else, but he. he I think he was supposed to actually like give symptoms, yeah. but because the computers weren't really hooked up, that's what came up, and he just ran with it. Uh, and uh, and that was and and I think the writer was like, "What am I doing here? This guy could do this better than me, or whatever." I saw that online, and it, it, it killed me because I was like that. When that when he did that on the show, I was howling and almost fell out of my seat laughing at that part. But the the thing is, like Guardians One had me going like, "Oh man, you know, it's really cool. He's he's you know becoming a leading man now." And there is that kind of feeling of when you when you're following a guy in certain things, and then you see him now he's the head of this movie. You're like, "That's awesome," mm -hmm. but then pretty much every decision other than guardians has made me not want to watch him and stuff because it has it, it's like now he's become i can't be that guy now i can't go back i have to be the next schwarzenegger or whatever like i need to take these roles that that uh you know chris hemsworth is going to take now and i need and and it's like ever since he did that i'm like you're charmless and you you lack everything good about who you were and you're now trying to be an action figure, you know? And then when I watched uh, Guardians 3, he picked up right where he left off with Star-Lord. And it made me go, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I do love you. But I love you as Star-Lord now. Because <laughs> it's, the, it's the best of both worlds. you got action. You've got the, you've even got the emotional range in this movie, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, that's why at the end of the movie with him coming to the realization with Gamora, mm -hmm. he grew in the movie to realize oh, yeah. this is where I am and this is where you are and all that stuff. But um, but he can still pull off the the comedy and stuff too. So yeah, I mean, I out of anything Marvel's done probably in the last year ish, maybe even two years, I think that was probably one of their best movies. Oh, since since Endgame, I'll, yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> It, yeah. it is the best of, of post Endgame. Um, yeah. Be, for that reason, honestly, you know, and I've said it before, like I'm tired of everything having to be a part of something. Mm -hmm. Like it was nice as Infinity War and Endgame were coming out, how everything was kind of, it's like you took all these things and they rolled up into this one, but like now you need to let everything breathe again. Like you yeah. can't just keep having everything well, if you you know to finish the story of this TV show, you have to watch this movie, and to finish the what you what started in this movie, you have to watch this movie, and you have to like just give me give me you're already three hours long, yeah. Like give, give me a beginning, a middle, and an end mm -hmm. that I can just enjoy. So yeah. 
Welcome to the MCU podcast, Legend... <laughs> Legends of Guardians of the Galaxy. Legends of Nowhere podcast. Well, that would work. Legends, Legends of Nowhere podcast. We, we could just talk about three movies forever. Sabrina <laughs> and the Dude talk, Star Lord Gamora and Cosmo. I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I'm no Jeremy DeWitt. I am Groot. Oh. <laughs> well, that'll sure, be my guys, answer for everything for this point on in this episode I am Groot <laughs> oh this is a Masters of the Universe podcast so let's get to some Masters you got you get anything in this week Sean ooh yeah I did actually let me go grab it do you have it? Are you I have prepared? it one second one you know second. how our viewers hate when we walk off camera that would be only one person and he doesn't watch us for any other reason than to just give us shit. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so, Masters Adjacent, and I, something that I've been really looking forward to. Um, uh, co-host on Off-World, Jesse Arnold, was at uh, PowerCon last weekend. Perfect. And, or not last week, weekend before last, sorry. And, um, he, yeah, because last weekend... Yeah. yeah, last weekend we got to watch the movie of the Have You Ever, and I'll tell you what, this is going to be a great episode Friday. Uh, <laughs> and the weekend before that was when he was at PowerCon. So, um, but he did pick me up the uh, Cosmic Legion's nice. Operative 83, which this is the figure out of all of the lead or all, all of the Cosmic Legion's figures. When they announced it, I was like, okay, now I finally am interested in this line and I'm in more than just bugs. Yeah. So I have not had a chance to open them, but he is freaking great. Now, you know what? I'm going to open them right here. Open them right here. If I can get something to open them with. <laughs> but anyway, how about you? Uh, yeah, I got... Uh, so after... Episode 105, Video Rental Rewind. Check it out right now, guys, if you haven't yet. Um, I started browsing eBay, kind of looking at some old VHS tapes, and I have gotten one in thus far, uh, and that was He-Man and the Masters University Magic Window, Volume 18. Um, couple couple of things. Um Number, I love that it's got the uh, you can own this previously viewed movie now only nine ninety seven. So, uh, what well, you know when it was sold from the video store, uh, they did throw on the back they threw an NR no rating available sticker. Um, back in the nineties when everything was you know they're starting to get ratings on everything they would go through and sticker the things that didn't have ratings. Yeah. Uh, and on the side, you got remember the old the old category stickers. Yeah, yep. yeah. Children, um, children. <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, it's awesome because it's like uh, for this to be the first one to get in because this so embodies the video store. Um, yeah, I actually wasn't paying attention too much on the thing because I thought it was on a blue background. But it's actually got a blue clamshell, which means at some point the video store swapped out the clamshell. Mm-hmm. So this is actually not the uh, not the, not the actual clamshell for this. 
for those of you who weren't around back in the day. And like I talked about on last episode's show, like you could actually pull out the insert here. And so that's what they did at some point and put in a new clamshell. Um, and, John, with it being a former rental here, on the VHS itself, we've got we've got our barcodes, and we got our Be Kind, Be Kind, Rewind, yep. Face sticker, if that's focusing at all. Um, but yeah, just it's so much. It's been so long since I've actually held a VHS in my hand, and it just is so much history and uh, memories coming back. You got the side sticker, so when it's popping out, you can see what it is. Yep. Oh, I've got to actually pick up an old VCR now. That's what I've decided because I want to actually watch some of these off of VHS. Uh, DVD's great, but there's always a little bit of nostalgia that's missing for me. Because um, it's a little too perfect, you know what I mean? Well, there, it, like, even one of the jokes in... Uh for people our age now is you hear the dial-up modem sound yep and for some people that's so foreign to them or alien to them because he never had to deal with that for people like you and me i'm sure there's that like oh, i remember that mm. and then probably it was followed by welcome you've got mail or yep. something because yep. i'm I started off on America Online back in 97, I want to say, 96, 97. So, like, you know, there's certain things that are tenants of the nostalgia. And one of them to me is, like, you hear that uh, VCR tape going into the player and that... Mm-hmm. And then you hear the whirring of the... When you hit play. And then when you rewind, you hear the whirring and all that. And there's, like, there that's still part of the nostalgia of that... Yep piece of you know nostalgia that you're dealing with you know the the overall experience so exactly um oh and i should mention so volume 18 obviously the covers got he-man busting out of of the gold there uh that's because uh two adventures on this one a friend in need which is the very special episode the drug episode with eilina and jarvin uh and then the second episode is a beastly sideshow. So, uh, Tony Moore, I think this is very fitting that my first VHS to to start off my collection of reacquiring these has a beastly sideshow on it. So that was pretty cool. And I I didn't pay attention, honestly, because I don't have any at the moment. So I just, I bought some. This was the first one to arrive. Um, I didn't actually pay attention to what episodes were on at the time because it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the other the other thing I found interesting, Sean, is uh, so this is volume eighteen. I'm not. I'll be curious once I get more of them to see kind of how they went as far as release. If they just released them randomly, mm-hmm. I think even the greatest adventures of all, if I remember correctly, was like volume three or something. You know, it wasn't even like volume one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting thing I noticed on the back here was uh, copyright layout and design 1986 RCA Columbia Pictures. So I didn't realize how far after the show had aired that they were actually releasing these videos. Mm-hmm. By 86, they were, they were, I mean, they were in second season of She-Ra as far as actually producing. Yeah. 
Um, so all of He-Man had aired already at the, at that point. So that's that's kind of interesting. I just as a kid, I never realized that they were they were releasing these videos so far after because today's day and even in the nineties, like stuff was coming out like boom, 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 boom. Maybe yeah, right after the season ended, but even some stuff as it got closer to two thousands, like. I remember the reboot of Turtles was released, and it seemed pretty much like they'd air episodes, and then the VHS would come out. They'd air episodes, and the VHS would come out. Like, mm-hmm. um, just all those things, just kind of, just kind of interesting uh, that I never realized. Uh, and one last thing, without going back to what we did before, but I, uh, it was also amazing to look at the back of these because you would get the usually two, three, four images. And those were like yeah. the clearest images you could get of the filmation show because mm-hmm. same thing you're watching on TV or whatever, like you got that little bit of blurriness. And this was always like, this was our high def. Like, oh my yeah. God, I can actually see like, look how clear those lines are and how amazing the backgrounds are mm-hmm. and everything. Well, that's, that's why I was talking about the Panini sticker book even because that thing. again, like, if if I had a day where the the reception sucked, it, if it was a rainy day or a snowy day or something, mm-hmm. it's like I might have seen the episode, but it might have been a little off or blurry. And then I look at that sticker book and I see those clean lines, and I know exactly what I was supposed to be watching at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you, even with like, uh, uh even <laughs> yes, my gremlins <laughs> are here today. Um. <laughs> Like in the early days of the org, I bought the the recorded VHS set of all 130 episodes of He-Man off a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that, that's all we we're, were just recording them and sharing them with each other. And like some of those, because they were recorded off TV, because besides the video releases, which I got to look up how many total there are, I think there's... 18 might be it, honestly. There's not more than maybe 20, I don't believe. Um, beyond that, like, they were all off TV. So there were actually some episodes on there which, where it's like they are on there, but they're damn near unwatchable because of yeah. tracking or color or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really wasn't until the DVDs came out that I really saw every yeah. episode. Yeah. So... Just wanted to follow up. So here is Operative 83 out of the box. The Manny Faces tribute. Those colors and are amazing. The, the colors are gorgeous on this. Uh, I've heard there's been a lot of people that now that they get him in hand, they're like, I need five of these. I need ten of these or whatever. I, I think I'm going to stick with one, but yeah. I, I love like even with the uh, heroic head, which I love that they did the red for the eyes, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then but you can even flip this down and give him a helmet. Yeah, I think that's awesome. On top of that, here's the uh, the monster face. Nope. Oh, there we go. That which, might actually be the one I would display. If I got a second one, I would do this. But I do like I've always displayed Manny faces with just his normal head because those that like star design around his eyes always mm-hmm. made him more interesting. Um, and then the robot face that's nice too with the clear uh, plastic on top to give it that sci fi vibe. Mm. 
And this this one's okay. This one doesn't really do it for me the way that um, the other two do. But I am digging this. Uh, and like I said, this... I don't have every tribute for Masters. Uh, mm -hmm. But I have the ones that I really wanted a lot. And um, so as of right now, like I have what... Uh, Cronaw, Skeletor, and he, or uh, yeah, Cron yeah. Cronaw, Adam on Kelpis, and now Operative 83. So nice. my ranks are equal <laughs> until they do something else that makes me go, oh crap, now I need this guy. But I even love the gun. I mean, that gun, it just works for me. It's like, yeah, it's not many faces to a T, but it just works. No, but those, color, those colors are killer. And definitely. Uh, it looks great, even if you have the weakest head on there. But you know, okay, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you can get powered up one way or the other. <laughs> uh, actually, here, let me, let me, let me just do. Here we go. I want to put the monster head on just for the heck of it here. Yeah, come on, baby. Swap yeah, heads. The this guy's tweet. Tweet. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, one way or the other, it just oh, works. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they're killer. I don't think I. That's the hard thing too. It's like I don't think I would need three ever, but mm -hmm. those are all three great heads. So it's like, ah, what do you do? Initially, I was tempted to do all three, and uh, it, number one, cash, and number two, mm -hmm. I really just love those two heads. The, the most so i will probably just figure it out working with the one for now so but yeah love it love it thank you to jesse arnold absolutely yeah thank you he, dream he, he was in line and he goes do you still want this i'm like yeah if you're willing and <laughs> i get the message god i can't take a picture everything's insane no problem <laughs> no problem <laughs> oh, i love it so so yes, PowerCon, two weeks ago, neither of us went, obviously, um, maybe something, maybe I might pop over for a day next year, I don't know, I can't see myself ever spending all three days there, but, you know, uh, it might be good for a day trip, and Ohio's not that far away from me, mm. we'll see. Uh, but we did get some cool reveals out of there, notably um, Mondo. So let's start uh, looking at some stuff here. Oh, yes, buttons. I know buttons. I button, swear I button, buttons. Where's the button? No, that's not what I want. Oh, that's that one. <laughs> See, I know buttons. Uh, so let's start right here because it's the first picture I have up. Thanks to somebody. <laughs> I remember who you got it from, Sean. I will. I will say I I got it from someone, and I don't remember who it was. <laughs> I am a horrible individual for this, and I I suck. Um, uh, but thank you, random Facebook user. We appreciate you. Uh, so yes, uh, Mondo at the booth showed off not only their Panther that we'd seen already, but that they are going to have a limited edition flocked Panther. Uh, and this, I believe both versions will be going on sale November of 2023. If I'm recalling correctly, take everything I say with a grain of salt. 
Because oddly enough, uh, it's been really hard to track down concrete reporting on power cotton. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know if the flocked one is going to be, but I know they said that Panther, the the other one, the, the non-flocked option, that one should be going up in November. Um, All right, well, the, the, car, the card right in front of the flocked, flocked Panther also it does. in November. So. Well, then uh, there you go. So uh, uh, the one thing Look at us. Did, Investigative reporting. This is why we don't go to PowerCon with these guys. No, um, I I also heard, and, and I have not gotten any confirmations one way or the other, but apparently the flocked one is offering things that the other one doesn't. I yeah. Other than the flocking, I don't know what that means. Um, but I, I've heard like in rumors, I guess. Yeah. So take that with a grain of salt as well. But yes, it is funny. There is going to be the flocked one as well as the non-flocked option. And honestly, the, the flocking looks great. I'm, uh, well, at this point, I'm sure I'll pass on Panther because I wasn't even able to make Battle Cat work. So what's the point of having a Panther without a Battle Cat? But if I were to get a Panther... I think I'd have to go for the flocking here, which I'm usually not a fan of. But the way they've done it here, where you can still... It just accentuates the sculpt instead of hiding the sculpt, which is usually my problem. Uh, All the flock panthers, like, it loses all the detail and it's just flocked. But this picture here looks amazing, and it's still got all the detail. If anything, I think the detail pops better with the flocking. So, yeah, if I was going to get one, I would have to go flocked here. Hmm. I personally, I, I like, I appreciate they're doing this because obviously we grew up with both uh, the Flock Panther and non-Flock Battle Cat. I, I think Classics kind of broke me of that tradition because Classics had the non-Flocked Panther and I like that one still. So I'd probably go for non-Flocked if Panther was an option for me and I don't know. As of right now, I think there might be one more Mondo I attempt to do, and then I need to cool it for quite a while uh, with with finances and stuff. So I don't know if Panther is even on my must-have list right now. It was at one point, but another one is a little more must-have for me that's coming up soon. Uh, but I love that it is an option uh, for anyone who is... Panther's got to be flocked. There's no way around it. It's like, okay, then you got your flocked option. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. Let's take a look at uh, Beastman. So he uh, is finally finished, uh, and he will be available September of 2023 for $275. Uh, You can't see in this picture, but in addition to all his usual armor, he's got the, the... uh, knuckle, uh, spike knuckles. Um, he also comes with alternate heads. His gun from the '87 movie, his whip, uh, and a goblet and a hunk of meat. Uh, very reminiscent of the filmation episode where he and Trapjaw uh, get that power medallion. And I feel horrible because I can't remember the name of the episode now. Um, Sean, what do you think about Beastman? This is the one that I have. <laughs> um, so they, they've they been revealing him over the last few months. And, um, 
yeah, this this one for me is like the same awe I had when they finally showed here's Deluxe Man. We're giving you the version you've wanted. Um, and I know there are people. He is a larger figure. Like if you put He Man, you, you can see it if you're watching the video at least here. You can see he is a larger figure. It's not just mm -hmm. perspective on this photo. But he is at least a head taller than the deluxe He-Man, which is already 12 inches tall. So he might be about 14 inches, maybe. And uh, I know there's some people that they're just like, what the hell? Like, why is he bigger and all this stuff? And for me, I'm like, I always thought he should be. I always figured the height difference in the figure when we grew up was just they weren't making scale. Right. Like... It, they always made him look a little more bigger and lumbering to me mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So yeah, the fact that he's a bigger work. figure, I mean, he was a bigger figure. He was a bigger, uh, I, I, I don't know if you want to go there or not, but like uh, 2000X, he was bigger, but also even in the movie, he's a little bigger than yep. Dolph Lundgren yep. and stuff. So I'm like, it works <clears throat> for me on that level. The detail alone is, is gorgeous in this. To me, it's, it's probably the best beast man I've ever seen. Yeah, and they kept the the vintage proportions where he's got the longer arms mm -hmm. and the, down to the skinny waist and everything. Yeah. Like it's so, you look at that vintage figure and he's got that same shape where it's like yeah. the wide, the wide shoulders down to the waist, the the shorter legs and the longer arms. I'd really love to see because these mondos are actually pretty articulated. I'd love to see him in like a hunched over with like one hand on the ground and one hand back, you know, kind of like a crouching lumbering gorilla pose. Yeah. Uh, which I think you probably could be able to do with him or at least get him close, you know, and you see that lots of uh, fan art, especially they'll do that kind of pose where he's like, you know, on a tree branch, like kind of crouched yep. and everything almost, almost Spider-Man like, like he, you know, he doesn't walk like a person. He's 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 an ape man. He, he's a knuckle dragger. Yeah, exactly. And that that's that's the version I like. Um, I I know one, and he's a big Mondo fan. Loves the mini comics like I do, and yeah. all that stuff. And we talked about it once, and he was livid over the fact that this figure is now bigger than He Man. Because then he's like, "Look at all the other stuff." It never. And I'm like, "I don't get it." I, I like. It works for me. He, I feel the, like it. That artwork from the beginning of the line was like that, though. Yeah, and I get the toys were all, er, but like that was the toys. But like yeah. I feel like he's always been portrayed as that bigger thing, you know, swinging through the vine jungle and everything. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I like it, the the hardest thing for me right now is. If anybody goes, you know, what what's your favorite Mondo? If I if somebody like put a gun to my head and I had to choose, <laughs> I could choose right now because yeah. I love that we got the Deluxe He Man. Deluxe Skeletor is now a thing, um, and now we have Beast Man, and there's Battle Cat, and there's Pan I'm like, uh, that's where my beginning of the line started, and I'm good there. Like I I don't want to go back except for maybe a Man at Arms if possible one day because. Yeah. Since it Beast Man now, it's like, well, I, I got to get a man in arms eventually because that just, you know, equality there between the two. But, um, yeah, I mean, he might be the best Mondo, in my opinion, to date. And uh, I, I'll have to see. Uh, you know, like, if I if I do go in on this one, 
I have to definitely cool my jets for quite a while. <laughs> but, and 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 uh, Clarnus Gavarna will not be my nickname for probably eighteen months or so because I, <laughs> I really got to calm down. But um, but yeah, like I I won't be upset if this is the last one I can get for you know a foreseeable time because I think he's going to be freaking gorgeous to be looking at and to be posing and figure out how I want to display him. And I mean, the details in, in and of themselves just on this one figure is amazing. Right. right. All right. And then next we've got, actually, let's go over here first. Um, Uh, so thanks to Geek Dad Life over on the Twitter. Can we call it Twitter anymore? Uh, X, I guess. Yeah. Thanks, Elon. Uh, we got our first look at our uh, Tila here coming with a very early mini comic or concept art spear, her snake staff, uh, multiple heads, her cobra headdress a shield, a sword, and sheath. Um, and this looks all digital renders still. Uh, but it looks like you got, uh, looks like a classic toy head, a more filmation head, and then the actually the uh, MYP Tila with the longer ponytail. So plenty of options. What do we mm. think about Tila, Sean? I like it. I, like we knew she would be coming and the way I look at it is this is pretty much the way I was hoping she would be. Yep. Um, it, it, nothing about like, like uh, there's certain ones like obviously beast man was like, Oh my God, you know, and like deluxe Skeletor recently we saw all that stuff. This one is kind of, you know, this is your, here's how to make teal a set. You know, it's like, it works. It works in that yep. way. Fans are going to want this version and they're going to be happy with this version no i agree she looks she looks great she's everything i could i could think of that you need uh from her and yeah and after having the shira in hand um the the female figure base is really good and yeah honestly it's probably even better posability wise than the male figures so yeah, um, uh, it's weird because it's like Tila is a character that I feel you always need in Masters as far as like the media, the story. But as a figure, she's usually an easy pass for me for some reason. And I don't know why. Um, but just it's one of those weird things with the way my, my brain logic works. Like, yeah, you have to have Tila. For the story, but I don't necessarily have to have Tila on my shelf. Well, I mean, I, I I don't really have an answer to that because I know when I was a kid, she she was one that I I had in the collection pretty early. Yeah. And I Same. mean, it, I don't know. Like, I, I feel it could be a real estate thing. It, by that, I mean, you know, like the 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 other the male figures are usually the big chunky figures. So they're more fun to like wrap your hands around and go nuts with when you're a kid. And she was so slender that it, it was almost like she just felt yeah. kind of 
awkward compared to having all the posability of the other figures and all that kind of stuff, maybe. Well, but, even, I'm not saying when I'm a kid, like now. When I was yeah. a kid, I played with her all the time. Like, oh, okay. Was, okay. Uh, maybe that's it, because I'm I'm the same way about Man-at-Arms now. Like, I can easily skip Man-at-Arms and not feel like, like he's missing. But it's the same mm-hmm. thing. But for the story, he is an essential character. Maybe it's because of Filmation, honestly, where it's like, okay, it's always He-Man, Tila, Man-at-Arms. So, like... Now, with my limited real estate as a collector, I'm like, okay, yeah, Tila Man Arms, we've always had them. Yeah. I want some of the oddball guys, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I will say, because uh, I, I ended up zooming in on this, uh, the one that you're showing here, <laughs> and something, there's a, there's a few things I like when it comes to the details, though. Like, um, for starters, she has her shield, like the the original figure did but i do like how they have accents now so it's not just here's this burgundy shield now it's here's uh some gold in there too to go with her armor and all that which i i think pops some i like um i like that there's even with uh the top of the armor there's fur coming out of it so I, I like yeah. that it's they they have these little things to give it. It's not just here's this every version of Tila you've ever seen. There is still the Mondo. We're gonna put in a few things to make it a little more unique than just here's what a classics Tila or vintage Tila looked like and all that kind of stuff. And I even like her sword has some paint apps to it. It's not just one color. Um, so yeah, and and what's funny is the he-man the deluxe he-man mm-hmm. he didn't have a sheath and for right. some reason teela has a sheath for a sword but he-man still has to just hold the power sword all the time apparently so there you go it, it's it's amusing but even the sheath has some design stuff to it that i think works really well with the way that the figure um their design of it looks so yeah i mean like i said it it really is this is bare bone here's teela you're good to go if if you love her these are all the options that make sense for the figure did he man really not come with a sheath he did not come with a sheath nope hmm. he I, he literally my, my skeletor has one um my shira has one i don't like i i don't know deluxe wise of skeletor has one i don't have the original skeletor no i'm saying my skeletor i've got the, yeah the yeah. first release he came with one and I think I think the first He Man had it too. Yeah. But it's funny, like I, I um, when we when the deluxe one came out and even the standard one because I had both of those, I was like, that's kind of weird. He has no sheath for the sword, but that's something that it, like coming from filmation and stuff, yeah, they, we always knew there was a sheath on the back of his armor, you know. Yep. So yep. it is funny that they didn't worry about that for the Mondo version, but now she or yeah, she now yep. Tila has the sheaths, so there you yep. go. Shira, Tila, yep, mm-hmm. all of them. Um, I was also like you mentioned the shield there, and it's obviously got the red accents, but it's also set up in a way that's very similar. They did like a cross on the original He-Man that they released, yeah, on his yeah. shield, and this one is very complementary to that. So I like yeah. that they're they're can like you said they're continuing their own kind of uh, in-universe 
schemes along mm-hmm. their figures um, instead yeah. of everybody feeling very disconnected. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the Evelyn one six scale figure, uh, obviously built off of the Tila Buck um, with some differences. Very filmation esque, white skin, uh, blue purple color scheme with the black cape, um, and then she will come with Screech with the battle armor and the stand. So, and I'm sure she'll come with a bunch of accessories for herself as well. Um, this this one actually is is. I'll be curious what they do with this because obviously this is early. This isn't even like the three D rendering, um, but it's 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 so filmation, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it's 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 so filmation that I'm like it, it's interesting if this is what they actually release. And they also spelled her name with two N's, which it's usually not two N's. So I'm wondering if that's a typo or if they're, if Mattel's doing something different to try and trademark that now. So no, um, <clears throat> though, the, I, 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 there's definitely, when I saw this, I was like, that's filmation vibes, but then they have other things about it that made me go, Oh, like there is, um, like her her uh, purple cloth for the top part of her outfit, yeah, it does continue down into a skirt, which I think is kind of cool too. Oh yeah, they did do that a little two thousand xy. There's a little two thousand x, and um, the the belt part where it has the um, the blue coming down in the center, that's almost modeled after their uh, their Skeletor the way yeah. it looks. So in universe again, the design is being consistent like that, which I, I like. I do like that um, that dress piece. Whether or not it's going to be fabric, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 feels like if Mondo did the cartoon, this is how she would have looked because it doesn't go completely fully filmation, but it does have enough that I could see why Matt feels that way. But yeah, like for me. This one, um, it, like like I said, scaling back a bit now, this one for me is probably not even on the list uh, at this point. But I really do, I appreciate the, what they did with this design and the fact that uh, Screech is there too. And I love that it's got the battle armor, mm-hmm. just like, uh, you know, the original toy and the stand, like the toy. So... I mean, that one's given more nostalgic vibes than anything, um, knowing that's going to happen. Agreed. Uh, sorry, my dogs are getting into things. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a good design and everything. It just just seeing it here, it's it's right right off the bat, just hits you so similar to what we've already had, which is usually not the case with mine. Usually Mondo mm-hmm. pops you like first you're like, oh my god, that's different. Then you're like, oh no, wait, I see what they Yeah. Like the Beast Man. When that was first shown, we're all like, holy shit, they really went a big departure with him. Mm-hmm. But like really, but then once you start keying in, you're like, no, they really didn't. They just kind of accentuated in everything. So mm-hmm. wow. that could be why she's not as Ooh, you know, the way that I, I got about other ones. Like, right. Tia and her are very much like, this is what I thought they would do. 
and the surprises were pretty minimal, which then makes it like, I love that they're out there. I love that, you know, anyone who's a completist or who wants these characters, especially can get them that way. Yeah. But I'll also be curious about the price point because like, um, for instance, you know, the He-Man deluxe He-Man was 260, yep. 275 for a beast man from the reports I was hearing. Yep. So it's yep. like, you know, for some of the, for, for the female figures in particular, there is less plastic. I mean, she is including Screech, but, you know, with Tila, they didn't really show anything like she wasn't coming with Zor or anything. Yeah, that so, we know of. I mean, that's yeah, that the, we know of. Yeah. I mean, and, and this obviously isn't it because, you know, there's literally no weapons for her. Yeah. There's no alternate head. You know, every Mondo comes with at least a second head. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely going to be some stuff they throw out there. Um, and it'll be interesting to see see what they do with her. Um, and obviously, we've talked about it before, Mondo has to get their easy repaints just to help keep the cost down. So you know we're going to get a yellow skin down the road. Um, mm -hmm. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if uh, for like a designer con or something, they do like a, a shiny silver and do a movie version off of this. You know? Mm -hmm. um, That'd be cool. That that could be interesting. Um, with the cape and everything else, it'd be pretty easy just to just to do a new color scheme and have a more movie accurate version of her. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'll be curious to see. Uh this is one I'll definitely be watching uh and seeing what else they throw in there because obviously we don't have all the pieces yet. Uh and last up on this post, we have the disco skeletor. <laughs> I'm still disappointed that that name stuck for him, but this is obviously based on the last wave of the 2000X line. They did all these crazy uh, repaint color schemes, and the Skeletor got the worst of the bunch. Um, but he's he's kind of become a fan favorite, and so we've seen him in most things. Uh What's the, the most interesting part is that you get Disco Skeletor, you get the Power Sword, you get the Havoc Staff, but he also comes with the Terror Claws, which I know when we were talking about the Deluxe Skeletor, we both said that's kind of an interesting that they didn't do the Terror Claws in the Deluxe version. Well, here you go. So all you people that were on the fence about getting Disco Skeletor, but absolutely wanted the Terror Claw Claws, Mondo got you, baby. They got you. Well, they did do that on the deluxe, though. Did they? Yeah, I thought that yeah, was the one they left off. No, they 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 put them in, but they didn't put in the armor. They they that's gave the what it was. Because yeah. the the one image was like him coming up from it looked like a lava pit in Snake Mountain. He had the claws, right. but he doesn't have the armor. They and didn't do honestly, the Yeah, they didn't do the full thing. Which Mondo, thank you, thank you. <laughs> That's the I I can't even describe how much I absolutely hate that figure other than the claws when I was a kid. Oh my god! Um, yeah, this one, it, this one, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There's a part of me that thinks it's kind of fun to have this and make that into the terror claws, so that my deluxe could be the deluxe and just yeah. leave them as Skeletor. So there is a part of me that I'm kind of like because. Honestly, I, I got the standard He-Man and I got the deluxe He-Man. And the only difference with those 
is the fact the standard only comes with the classic He-Man look. They didn't give them yeah. all the different armors. But at the same time, beyond that, you got nothing else different. It was just, here's another He-Man. This, I like the fact that they went here because at least the, the paint is going to be different. It will be different on this on the shelf compared to, here's two or three versions of Skeletor, you know? Um, so in that way, I, I don't know if I'll do it, but if I do, that's my reasoning. Is just okay, It's okay. cool to have the, the multiple colors on the shelf, and it can be my Terracolla Skeletor. I'm, I'm done then. I'm good. Um, I was actually surprised they went here, to be honest. Yes and no. It's kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, you got to... You know they've got the easy the easy repaint there, and I'm sure that'll be that's probably designer con next year, honestly. Yeah. Um, because that's usually the kind of stuff they go with for designer con. The more flashy colors, a little bit of metallic fluorescent, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad it's out there for the people who want it. Um, <laughs> and honestly, even looking here, it looks like the terror claws are going to have a. They got a little bit of paint app on the the tips of the fingers like it looks like there's a little bit of an orange in there so mm -hmm. it doesn't look like it's gonna be exactly the same yeah all right next up we've got the orco from mondo uh now this is interesting and i haven't seen any clarification uh so we've seen the orco before he comes with his standard head uh then a little bit more mondo-esque head with the glowy eyes and he comes with the unmasked head um that was revealed in james etock's uh guide to heat man in the master of the universe of filmation series and then he's got a bunch of hands some spell effects his wand uh he comes with a little damar the demon but then it also shows an orco and driel that are 100 filmation does he come with three minifigures? Uh, he he won't take up a lot of real estate in the box, so I almost feel like it makes sense because I doubt they're going to be scaling the boxes down for these. Right, right. So you know, yeah, and he has a smaller figure, so I could definitely see them adding that in. It's just kind of an interesting choice that, like, okay, so you get Mondo Orco, but yeah. then you also get like a pure filmation Orco and Driel, which I mean, it's not. It's just it's an interesting concept, and it's it, I have I haven't really heard clarification on what those are. Are they the straight PVC figures? Are they like the baby cringer that's got a little bit of articulation? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Here? I have a feeling they're probably just PVC because um, the I, the baby cringer. I don't know. Does his head move? I believe it's the head and the the legs. Okay, because uh, I saw I saw one review. I, I'm looking forward to this because I'm supposed to be getting mine Friday, and I'm like, Friday's gonna be <laughs> my house. That's all there is to it. But um, I felt like that you could see that there was, like, you could almost feel there's joints in the front legs, but then they don't move. It's almost like it was put together that way somehow, even though it's PVC, but. I have, I don't know, I just have this feeling what you see here is how they'll look and that's it. There's probably yeah. not capability to it. Um, and, I, you know, like for my money at least, and and I, I think this is probably a nostalgia thing because like I said, the, the first of the uh, 
previously viewed HB or uh, VHS tapes I had when I was a kid, as yep. in like 17 years old kid. Uh, it was the Daymar the Demon episode, which was the first one I got to see after like 10 years of not watching Masters. So the fact that that comes with him makes sense. I like that they did that because that was him wanting his friend and all that. And uh, but yeah, I don't know. I again, not one that I need on the shelf uh, in any way, shape, or form. But the amount of stuff that comes with this mm-hmm. is impressive if you love orco and if you want to do something that's more mondo-esque they give you that option if you want to do more filmation-esque you got that option yep they're pretty much covering most bases i mean the only the only one i can think of that they don't cover and i wouldn't be surprised if they do eventually is like a revelation looking one yeah because that was a very unique looking orco throughout that series too i could see them releasing this in white yeah Mm-hmm. Yep, that'd be his easy repaint right there. Done. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I mean, again, it it, it looks. I, I love the Mondo twist on it and everything, and and I love that uh, Mondo head that they're doing too. And is that a? No, that's just a scarf. I was gonna say is that a ponytail, but it's a scarf. No, but, but yeah, I just I love that vibe because it's also got the two thousand X kind of vibe to it on top yeah. of that. So. I agree. Yeah. All right. And then uh, kind of coming out of left field here from Mondo, uh, uh, Masters of the Universe Retro Scare Glow 15-inch jumbo soft vinyl figure. So kind of in the vein of those Motu giants that Mattel did years ago or like the Gentle Giant does with the Star Wars um, they are releasing a scare glow that's very much five points of articulation. Looks like it's actually going to have a skeleton encased uh, in the figure. Yeah. Like see it, it, through. Yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah. I was thinking it reminded me of those like weird models when I was a kid, you know, the, the human yep. body the things and. I love that they're going there with this figure in that way. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I don't, uh, you know, it's like, it's fun that this is going to be a thing yet. I, you know, I don't need it personally. Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird that it's Mondo doing it. Like they're known for their high end stuff. And now mm-hmm. they're like, well, we're going to do, we're going to do five POA stuff in 15 inch. I don't know. It just, it's weird. It, I'm not. I mean, yeah. I it, this one. This one for me is definitely like a okay, you know. But I don't know. Like the way, even the way the licensing with it, it like how Mondo was doing Masters and how Mattel is doing Masters is weird to me in some ways because Mondo is able to be a little more. I feel like they've reined it in a little bit. So I don't know if Mattel is having more of a, like, hey, do it like this or whatever. Um, Because, like, like, yeah, we have not gotten, like you said, there has not been a Mondo-esque Evil Lynn, a Mondo-esque Tila. Orko's the closest to feeling like Mondo is really putting their Mm -hmm. spin on that compared to uh, how the girl figures are looking at this point. But I don't know. the, the The one cool thing is that feature. Hey, the bones are in there. Yep. 
and it's soft and the bones will glow in the dark then it gives you the legit like this is like the most legit scare glow for how he's supposed to work in my opinion but it's yeah like i like scare glow he's one of my favorites now after classics and all that but it's like it's not a must-have just because of scare glow for me agreed it'll be interesting to see how far they go with that line yeah uh, and then also from Mondo, we've got vehicles. This is mind blowing to me for some reason. I don't yeah. know. It's just I, I figured the the cats would be it. If we got that cat, we got Panthor, and they'd probably go, "You're good," because those are the main thing. No, apparently we aren't good because this. Yep. So we got the six scale sky sled. Uh, comes with various laser beam attachments, and yeah, it's a sky sled in six scale. <laughs> I mean, it looks just like the vintage. There is, uh, yeah, yeah. That's actually cool. That uh, it looks like the compartment comes off, and you can actually see the engine work inside. Yep. Yeah, the side. What was a sticker on the old the, one? Yeah, the sticker that that pan, I guess it's a panel now that just comes off. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that, which I like. And I mean, it, it it feels this this feels so vintage. It's it's like I can I can almost feel the uh, the carpet in my living room growing up as a kid, <laughs> slide it across it and stuff. I, I can almost have that like sensu the the sensory uh, nostalgia kicking in on that level too. But even like looking at the stickers that we can see. In this image, it's like they they really made you feel like this is your childhood brought to life again. Yep, yep. I don't feel I need any vehicles for a six scale line though. That's that's my own. Like, how big is this thing gonna be? That's. I mean, you've already seen how big Battle Cat is. Like, it's got to be that size at least. And so- it, it- I, in the last week, um, I know in the Mondo group, uh, I'm a part of, there's a guy that's also in the Cabal, Eric Miller. He got a Battle Cat last week, and he had it in his, on his desk where he does his customs, and he has a kitten next to Battle Cat, and the <laughs> kitten and Battle Cat are the same sizes. Yeah. And when I showed my kids that, my son actually, his eyes were like so wide he goes dad where are you putting that and i go i honestly did not think that through when i ordered it like i (laughs) it's like i really wanted it and now that it's literally a couple days away i'm like i don't know where i'm gonna clean off enough room quickly enough so i'm gonna have to figure the real estate of that out but that i think if if they do a full-on battle ram i don't think they will but oh. I also, up until PowerCon, did not think this would even be a thing. Right. So. <laughs> no, I mean, it looks great and everything. And uh, unlimited money, unlimited space, absolutely. But, yeah, as sure. stands right now, I ooh, I can't imagine the price point, the space. Uh, yeah, everything else. Just Mondo is really pushing it up here. Well, like, it, remember how, and, and I don't, we don't need to get into the whole thing of, of the, the history of that, but remember how uh, apparently in April the line was dead for Masters? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And it's oh. like after after um, the deluxe He-Man with the, the body that would come apart in, that was just released. And there were all these people with the Q, QC complaints and they, this and that and all that stuff around the holidays. But then their QC complaints were answered. They were sent out stuff that actually worked and everything was good to go from Mondo's perspective. And then there was like a whole group of people online doing the whole, well, the line's dead. They can't even make this work and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this to me is them going, hold our beer, you know? Cause yeah. It's like, not only is this going to still go, now you're going to get stuff that you had no idea that we were even going to get into, but here it is. Yep. Uh, and speaking of that, yeah, also got a horse coming and not the horse you'd think would come first. Uh, <laughs> so we've got Nightmare, which uh, is a skeletal winged horse to accompany Scareglow, I believe, created by Florian Burtmer. As far as I know, that is that is the case because uh, the post that I saw, this is a him doing a Scareglow steed, mm-hmm. and obviously that has not been in any of the lore to this point. So uh, yeah, it's like I I'm I'm gonna feel bad for Matt because I know when he saw this, the first <laughs> thing that he said was. Ah, uh, shit. They're going to do Swift Wind, aren't they? <laughs> they are. 100%. They've got all the body here. They've got the wing attachments. You just need different wings and take the flames off the hooves. Like, <laughs> yep. and I'm sure that's all going to be plug-and-play modular. Um, but, yeah, Nightmare here. We've got, uh, like I said, a, a vaguely skeletal horse, green and white for the horse body, which I assume is going to be glow-in-the-dark. Uh, and then purple armor to go atop them, uh, flaming flames off the hooves, flaming tail, uh, flaming mane looks like. And fun fact: Nightmare was the concept name for Night Stalker during the development stages. So nice little throwback with the name, while mm-hmm. giving us an all new uh, character. But yeah, definitely, definitely Swiftwind's not far down the line. Uh, this guy looks great. Mm-hmm. If this was Masterverse or even Origins, like I would probably pick him up. But again, like space, space, space. Um, I if if I'm gonna throw a one six scale horse on my shelf, it is going to be Swift. So yeah, but this this figure looks great. Amazing design. Uh, I hope to see it become a part of Master's lore. Like, you know, Axel has gotten with Bangor and Lady Slither. I hope Nightmare uh, continues throughout the lines and the property for years to come. Yeah. I I did not expect... Like, that That brings a character to a whole new level if they have a steed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of why, like, for me, when I was a kid, Fisto got... He was he was above and beyond some of the other figures for me because he also had Stridor. And I know He Man could also use Stridor, but I always had that no, that yep. like Battle Cat is He Man's, Fisto has Stridor. And same with Jitsu to an extent. Uh I know that one's not quite as prevalent um for some people, but 
anytime that you start doing that, it, there is this almost like a ranking that amps them up a bit more. And yep. I, I'd say with how popular he's gotten in the last, you know, like since the debut of the figure, he is one of the figures that makes sense to do this with. So the fact that Mondo's going there, I think is cool. I think it works overall, the look of it. And, and uh, honestly, like Scareglow has always given me that like headless horseman vibe anyway. So why not give him a horse? Yep. It worked on that level. No, completely agree. So great showing from Mondo at PowerCon. Um, that headline is cranking. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, bullets. <laughs> they're not sorry. They're not sorry, but I feel bad. I and now that I'm collecting these, I'm like I'm feeling the pinch a lot. So I get it. Absolutely. Uh, so last up here, we've got from Ramen Toys, uh, who are the masters of. I don't know what they're the masters of. Honestly, they're the most confusing company here. Basically, they take copyrighted material and somehow still release it with it being, in my mind, way too close to copyright. Um, but they showed that they are going to do Masters of the Universe-esque figures, and they showed off their not He-Man and not Skeletor prototypes. Sean, what do you think of these toys? These shocked me because, like you said, Ramen, Ramen is the kind of company that they they basically take IPs that have been dormant for quite a while, and then they'll do their own. The closest to this we've gotten was the Silverhawk. Uh, they had the Quicksilver come out. But other than that, they've been going after... Uh, like Mask, which Mask is long dormant yep. since the 80s, and, and they did um, Brave Star, which again, long dormant since the 80s. And from what I understand, they are trying to go to Mattel and get the licensing rights to be able to do this, um, which I don't know how that'll work because I feel like, other than what Mondo and and like uh, Tweeterhead does statues and stuff, but Mattel has like grabbed everything and pulled it in, yeah, uh, right before Revelation hit, and obviously Origins and and Masterverse. So I'm like, these are in the same scale as Masterverse, if I understood correctly, that which makes me go, I don't I don't know how this is going to work if they get. Like, I don't know how that's going to be able to get them the license because it really is like, if you don't like their version, we have our version and that's taking money from Mattel, even if they pay the licensing to them. So I will say now the, these are uh test shots or, pro, you know, prototypes, yep. not painted and anything, but I will say from what I see here, I got to admit, I actually dig what they do more than the Masterverse stuff, though. I like the, the details that are in here. Some of the sculpt for both actually works. I, I do not like the He-Man head that they have on him. No. But they have two other options that either or of those would be perfectly fine. The version that is on the figure in the photo looks a lot like any wrestler circa 1995. Mm. Yeah. 
slicked back hair and the mullet looking. And it's like, I don't know why they even had to go there other than trying not to make him look identical to He-Man, I guess. Um, but I, I've never had any of their toys. I don't know the quality. I don't know anything about that. But from a looks perspective, I'm digging what they have here from the details and uh, the the stuff with their armor. I'm not a big fan of the sheaths for the sword, though. That's, no, that, that looked, that looked the, pretty. That looked pretty janky on the back. Yeah, the yeah, not a fan of that. But um, yeah, I I also haven't been the most. I haven't been collecting Masterverse or Origins, and I feel like this is more in line with what I was thinking Mattel was supposed to be doing. Which then, again, I don't, I don't expect these to be a thing because I think Mattel will tell them no. Yeah. So then they'll, they'll probably have to redo something to make them a ramen version. And then I don't know if I'd care either. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I care right now, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, it's as so close, but they're also not really doing anything. They're not doing anything revolutionary. To coin a little bit of a pun there, uh, I don't know. They're, it's it's like they just are, you know. They they, mm-hmm. they look like the kind of figures, and no disrespect to anybody, but like they're the kind of figures that you know a customizer would make up for himself. And I don't know. It's like it's like they're not close enough for me, but they're also not far enough uh, from me. For me, you know, they don't. They don't offer anything new and exciting, but they're also not strictly any version. So I'm just like, eh. There's there's some good design work on there. Um, but yeah, nothing that really gets me excited. So. I, I feel like the He-Man to a lesser extent, but the Skeletor, I feel like, does... It's almost like paring down a Mondo. Yeah. Of like what Mondo would have like like the initial Mondo Skeletor, yeah. This has vibes of that more than Skeletor in uh, the way that Mattel does it. So that's kind of why when I look at that, I'm like, huh, all right. And, and honestly, like Mattel also has had an issue for me. Uh, like I've had a few Masterverse figures. I don't have them anymore because those figures, like, there's something with the plastic I don't like. Mm. It feels like the plastic is kind of too gummy or something. It just, it doesn't feel like uh, the the other figures on my shelf. And this, again, prototypes, but it looks, it looks more solid even with this than what Mattel has been doing. And that's part of why I'm like, huh, all right, but. Number one, it would be the price point because I think a lot of their figures are going for like quite a lot more. Like a, the the mask, um, they call it Gullwing, I think. Uh, the Thunderhawk, that's going for over a hundred some bucks. I don't know what the Silverhawk figure was, uh, but they're definitely not going to be you know twenty five thirty bucks. I'm sure. Right. So, yeah. you know the. Yeah. They're trying. They're doing it. All right. I think that was everything I've got out of PowerCon. So, you know, it's, it's not it's not the Motu-centric 
uh, con anymore. So, mm -hmm. well, it's I mean, like those reveals were enough for me to go. Well, you know, they, it feels like Mondo and and apparently Ramen now are like saving things for this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's like it, now there's there's a ton of different things coming out of it and. Oh, and that's, it, that's it. Don't, don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, there was a ton of toy reveals yes. Yes. out of PowerCon over the weekend. I'm yeah. just merely saying it's not like it used to be where it's like PowerCon was the weekend for Masters of the Universe. News. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely other stuff out there. We might touch on some of it on Offworld this week. Um, definitely check out. Uh, I didn't catch you in the shelf this week. I don't know if you did. Sean, I did not. I've been. It's it's yeah. been one of those busy times for work right now. Yeah, yeah, busy here too. Flat or flag tackle football started up, so that's my weekends right there with my son and everything else going on. But uh, I assume Jesse has shared his experiences on PowerCon. If not, we'll mm -hmm. talk about it a little bit this Friday on Off World. Make mm -hmm. sure you check that out. We're going to be talking about. Uh, some of our favorite vintage play sets. So, and some that we wish we had. Yep. yep. Not just not just ones we did have. So, that yeah, that and we're going to be. Uh, I can't wait. We're going to be doing the uh, follow up to the uh, Have You Ever with Curtis's Cloak and Dagger movie, which that one Jesse rented and we watched it uh this past weekend and. We, we we kind of mystery science theater through the entire thing. I'll I'll admit that much at least. <laughs> I, sh I should probably watch that at some point. You might want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I can fit into my schedule. Oh, <laughs> uh, anything else you got, Sean? Before we log off here. Nope. Uh, yeah. Like like Matt said, just Friday night nine o'clock. We'll be doing off for Friday night. Nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We're doing off world, and beyond that, and that is a live show. So make sure you check it out. Uh, join us live in the chat. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a whole different kind of beast there. So, and that is only on YouTube. Search yep. "Let's Go Off World" podcast, um, and make sure you subscribe and ring that bell. While you're subscribing and ringing bells, subscribe on us, please, and thank you. We are still almost to a thousand. I know there's at least 30 of you watching that have not subscribed yet, so hit that. If you're on an, our audio platform, trust me, I get it. I only listen to audio podcasts myself. Take a second, go over to YouTube, click the subscribe. Even if you follow us on audio, uh, we'd really appreciate it. So. Yep, agreed. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, hope you enjoyed the episode. Let us know your comments. Send us an email, logpod85 at gmail.com. You can comment on the video. You can message Sean or me directly. Or you can join our Legendati Facebook group. If I remember, I'll drop a link down in the description. If not, search Legendati. Uh, and that is where you go to discuss all of the Legends or his family of podcasts. That gets you Legends of Grayskull, Offworld, and Shooting the Shelf. By the wonderful Jesse Arnold. Uh, and then there's like a Curtis guy on there too. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And until next time, I'll be on eBay searching for Magic Window videos. Oh, come on.